It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Our man, Adrian Prezenko, is coming to you live from, well, I know it's Las Vegas, but exactly where? Let's find out. He's on the line. G'day, AP. Yes, Jimmy, how are you? <laughs> Jealous is exactly how I am, but uh, the green-eyed monster is mocking the meat that it feeds on right here in the studio. Where are you exactly right now, Adrian? I am sitting in one of the uh, primo uh, suites at the Fontainebleau, which is uh, one of the uh, newest and swankiest places on the Las Vegas Strip. Wow. Not far from Resorts World, which is sort of just across the road. That's where Manly is currently staying, and where all of the other teams will arrive in the next couple of days. But you make it sound like uh, it's uh, it's all easy, Jimmy, but I can tell you it's hard work. But the first thing that I happened as I came to check into the hotel, I came up to the lady and she said, uh, sir, would uh, two queen-size beds suffice? And I looked at her and said, well, I was kind of hoping for three, but I, I guess <laughs> I'll have to make two. So... It's um it's been quite the experience. Like that literally before I even got into the hotel, before I crossed the road to, to get there, they had a half marathon and a sort of a ten K and a five K run that was through the Las Vegas strip. And I literally saw people with yard glasses and frozen margaritas <laughs> doing the Cliff Young shuffle trying to get to the finish line. It was um it's all happening over here. Uh, well, you're certainly in a greater state of sobriety than our previous guest from Las Vegas. So that's a, what about the the Aussie? Is there an Aussie feel? Are you picking up that vibe at all yet, Adrian? I think that'll ramp up over the next couple of days because uh, the other teams will come in. Just this morning, there was the charter plane that that was carrying uh, you know a lot of NRL dignitaries, Andrew Abdo, some journalists, and some fans who are here for the greatest footy trip of all time. They jetted in this morning. Um, there's more coming over the next couple of days. All the club CEOs will be here. And now the NRL promotion will really ramp up. So they've got fan days coming up over the next couple of days. So I think we'll see a lot more vibe. And already just in the, you know, I was coming in from the hotel or I've gone for a walk a couple of times and I've seen several signs where they've, they've signed post, you know, rugby league and they've got different, variations of the ad that you've seen and, you know, get your footy fix, think footy is over, um, which is really cool, um, you know, walking down the streets of Las Vegas and, and seeing this sort of posted up there and hopefully uh, lots and lots of people will be attending. I'm, I'm hearing that they're sort of edging towards sort of the, the 40,000 mark for Allegiant Stadium so far. Okay. Are we happy with 40,000? Uh, depending on how much they pay, but that sounds like a good crowd to me. 
Well, it's a sixty-five thousand seat stadium, yeah. Jimmy. Um, obviously, it's not it's not going to be the the same as the Super Bowl, but I think for a first go, I think that's pretty impressive. And who's to say that there aren't some more um, tickets that are sold in the next couple of days? Yep. I'd imagine there'd be you know, quite a few walk-up starts that that buy their tickets late. But um, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on here, Jimmy. Um, so that there needs to be cut through, and you know, you're competing against. You know, Colleen Minogue has been doing a residency year, although she's, she's um, I think she's got a break this week. There's U2, Madonna, a lot of stuff on, particularly on the Friday night. I think Saturday night is a little bit freer in terms of the, the big shows. But, you know, that's the sort of entertainment that they need to provide and compete against. Um, in order to, to sell those tickets that you're after. No, it's a very good point. What do I do? Go and see Kylie Minogue or go and watch Jai Arrow and Tavita Totola turn out for the South Sydney Rabbitohs. So Only <laughs> one thing to do, Jai Arrow and Tavita Totola every day of the week. And, and Jimmy, like $19 tickets, I mean, that's that's very much affordable. And yeah. you, I've had a little look at what, you know, going to U2 at the Sphere is, and I don't think anyone's getting any change from about seven $800 wow. US. So. Um, yeah, it's uh, if you can't afford to do that and still want to be thoroughly entertained, then by all means go to Allegiant Stadium. You've been there with the Manly Seagulls. We're looking at the back line. Wow, speed to burn, Adrian. Yeah, I, I would hazard a, a guess. I, I think this is one of the fastest back lines ever assembled in rugby league. So you've got Tolatau Kula, you've got uh, Jason Saab, Ruben Garrick. Um, Tom Travoybich has obviously been injured and, and hasn't been able to stretch out in recent times. And, of course, Harry at the Corso will claim that he's got his <laughs> number. But the fact is, when he's fit and firing, he's certainly up there. And even a couple of the guys that they've recruited in Luke Brooks and Jackson Paulo, they're no slouches either. So they have got speed to burn. Whether or not those guys will get the opportunity on a field that's five metres um, uh, skinnier than a regulation rugby league ground remains to be seen, but certainly like they are, are, are very special. And if, if, if this is a side that gets into the clear, Jimmy, this year, but like, there's no catching them. And um, I think Jason Saab, I think now he, he, his speed on the Telstra track of last year's top speed was 37.1. And the only person who beat him uh, was Ronaldo Molotalo. And I think Saab's had been top of the pops for most seasons, so he'll be very keen to take that mantle back. But a very impressive uh, back line. And, and if, if the likes of Luke Brooks and uh, Josh Schuster's obviously not playing this game, if they can, they can give them good ball on the back of some go forward from that forward pack, um, I think we'll see lots of points from them. Uh, the other thing is Jason Saab developed last year was uh, a love of the contact, which you've got to have when you're one of these wingers bringing the ball back. Uh, Anthony Seabold. Now, this is an article that you've written today, uh, not his most bizarre thing that he's ever done in his rugby league career, coaching the Manly Seagulls at Las Vegas. Can you tell us what was the most bizarre thing, Adrian? <laughs> he's done some pretty risque things in his time. He, and he, I had caught up with him a couple of nights ago and he took me back to his playing days for uh, the Broncos in the Super League. And at the time, Richard Branson was the majority shareholder. Yes. And he and Virgin wanted to, you know, get as much publicity as they could. And they actually had Seabold as one of the drummers for the Brit Awards of 2000 and several of his teammates. So they had Queen... 
doing the we, a, a reworked version of We Will Rock You with all of the um, remaining living members. And there was Seabold and, and a couple of his other mates all, all on the drums. But even that's not the most risque thing, Jimmy. The other thing that he did during his time there was he posed semi-nude in a gay magazine called oh. Attitude. Right. Um, so he's, he's got a pretty open mind when it comes to promoting the game. So um, coming to Las Vegas is, uh, is no skin off his nose, that's for sure. Okay. Given the fact that Shane Millard and Justin Dooley were the other options for Richard Branson to put in uh, semi-nude in Attitude, I can understand why he went with Anthony Seabold. Speaking of Anthony Seabold, we know famously that he worked with Eddie Jones when Eddie was involved with uh, the England rugby side. Is Eddie over in Vegas with Manly now, Adrian? Well, he's not in Vegas, so I certainly haven't seen him uh, down the down the dark alleys that I've been treading. But he uh, his fingerprints are all over the preparation, and his uh, his shadow remains over the club. In so far as he was part of the inspiration for Manly bunkering down in Vegas, so the other three teams have decided to go off site. They thought that they'd stay away from the bright lights, and, and they. Um, and all the distractions that are here, whereas uh, the Seagulls have decided, no, we want to be here. And that's something that Eddie Jones used to do in his preparations with the England side. Of course, Anthony Seabold was an assistant to him, and he noticed that whenever they had a test match, they wanted to stay right in the vicinity, close by, for at least sort of nine or ten days to acclimatise, to get ready. And obviously, the England rugby team did a lot of travelling all over the world, and they thought that was the best way of, of getting ready and preparing yourself and I reckon that's going to be fascinating Jimmy because these other teams will fly in just a couple of days before the game and even the Manly players were saying to me look you, you can get a little bit overwhelmed there's a lot going on and, and it can be a bit of a distraction so I, I think that they've got all that out of their system they would have had a blowout on one of their first nights last night they went to a, a Michael Jackson Cirque du Soleil show so now we're getting to the business end. They had their first proper field session yesterday, and now they're going to really crank it up, and, and football becomes the focus. Uh, 2,020 feet above sea level, we learnt yesterday too, Las Vegas. The other thing is, I reckon Perth, when they had the State of Origin game there, Freddie Fittler took the team there early. Billy Slater took them there late. Cost Queensland, well, certainly a performance element over there in that match, so I don't mind that at all. Hey, the article you wrote today, uh, very interesting too, talking about the lessons. You were there in 2018, Mile High Stadium uh, in Denver, didn't get the crowd that was wanted, didn't get the second game that was slated. What are the lessons that you would take out of that? and you would urge the NRL to heed on the back of Las Vegas? Well, there's a couple of things, Jimmy. The timing is critical. So with that Denver test, they were competing against the, um, I think it's the Colorado Rockies, the local, the local um, baseball team was playing just a stone's throw away from the stadium. And they had a, a full um, stadium practically for that um, at a time when the NRL could only get about 20,000 or just under. And in order for the promoter to have sort of got out of there in the black, he probably needed twice as many people. And publicity was a major concern at the time, Jimmy. Like um, the NRL didn't want the the um, venture to go ahead. The clubs were against it. The RLPA was against it. So no one really helped with the promotion. Whereas now I'm walking around and I'm seeing some activations. We're going to have a fan day at Resorts World um, uh, at Fremont Street. We're going to have all sorts of these things going on. So. I think the locals will start to know that rugby league is happening. The location is also really critical, Jimmy. Um, you know, 
Peter Valenius was talking about potentially taking, um, you know, the game to California or San Jose, and they just realised that the time difference didn't work and they weren't going to penetrate, you know, um, really difficult markets. So Vegas has become the sporting capital of the world, uh, certainly the sporting capital of America. And I think coming here two weeks after the Super Bowl, while there's still a little bit of buzz going on, I think that all augurs very well for the NRL. Okay, Las Vegas, sporting capital of the world. You'll upset all the Melbourneites that are listening right now. I want to ask you this question. (laughs) Who paid for your flights and accommodation, Adrian? There's a little tagline at the bottom of every article that says that the I was a guest of the NRL. Okay, so if you have a negative experience over there, if you see something that you think isn't right, if you see something that uh, could have been done better, will we read about that in the Sydney Morning Herald, Adrian? You most certainly will. And look, this a good example was the Denver test. And to be honest, it was a debacle. I was paid for to go over there by the promoter, but... The um, caveat was that, you know, I'll I'll write it as I see it. And um, there are some very good things that happened on that trip. And there are some that were an absolute disaster. And I've I've written about that recently and at the time as well. So if it doesn't work, Jimmy, I won't be putting lipstick on a pig. I'll I'll be telling it how it is. Independent always. Adrian Prezenko is the Chief Rugby League Reporter for the Sydney Morning Herald. Enjoy it, mate. It sounds fantastic. Thanks, Jimmy. All the best. Adrian Prezenko there, coming to you live from Las Vegas. The Phantom Bleu is, I believe, the hotel that... Jesus, it sounds good. Anyway, Jomo, joy of missing out. That'll do me, Carl. Carl Fays and the Daily Nudge. Right, let's get ourselves to a break. Keep the predictions coming in. We've had plenty of them. Uh, Jimmy, my wooden spoon is the Raiders. Last year, they got lucky. Close wins, and they lose their best player to South. That's Harvey B. Danger. Yeah, Jack White in there. Uh, and Cameron says, Jimmy, my prediction, Parramatta to break my heart again and not win the grand final. BA to be sacked. And the Dally M Award goes to Dylan Edwards and Penrith finish third and miss the grand final. So there you go. A bit of everything in there from Cameron. Keep those coming in. 0457 736 736.